Good afternoon, Woke fam. It's Scott here from Woke Societies. We made it to August 15th, ladies and gentlemen, and August so far has not disappointed. News broke yesterday that Durham handed out his first indictment to an FBI lawyer that took a plea deal for altering Carter Page evidence to support a FISA warrant. This is a great sign of things to come. And a reporter also asked Trump about Q and Trump outright ignoring the question has set the entire world on fire. And will Trump pull what people are calling the October surprise in relation to UFO disclosure to seal the deal for his reelection? All this and so much more on today's episode. But first, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Guys, I've been talking about him, and here we are again. We're doing Flip City Magazine, America's Last Laugh. This is a comedy satire magazine made for the entire family. It's really funny. The artwork is incredible. And guys, if you remember what Mad Magazine was, this is Mad Magazine on steroids. It's made by two beautiful people out in California who pour their blood, sweat, and tears into this. And the best part about this magazine, besides the point that'll make you laugh, It is PC free and it makes fun of all the same people that we talk about on this channel on a daily basis. So Scott, how much is this amazing magazine? Well, when you hop over to flipcitymag.com, you can go to their subscription link and also see some excerpts from the magazine. So you can kind of get a feel of what you're going to be paying for. When you click this link, it's going to bring you over to their price page. And here we are, ladies and gentlemen, it is $20 for a one-year subscription. It's $5 per magazine. We're not breaking your bank. And this is something that you can keep you can hold on to, keep on your shelf. It's a snapshot of history. It's worth the price. It breaks down to $5 a magazine, or you can get a single issue. It's completely up to you, but I'm recommending to everybody, get the $20 one-year subscription. It's absolutely worth it. And the best part, ladies and gentlemen, they are now shipping international, so everybody in the world can laugh with us at the people that we make fun of actively on this channel all the time. So go check them out. They're flipcitymag.com. And remember, when you support my sponsor, you are supporting Woke Societies. So, ladies and gentlemen, where I want to go first here is the big question was asked yesterday. There was a lot of news that broke yesterday, but a lot of things that I feel like are pointing in the right direction. We had a reporter yesterday, and we're going to start off here. They They actually asked Trump about QAnon. And Marjorie Green, who I just talked, I talked about, we've been talking about all week. She won Georgia and she's a proud supporter of QAnon. And I also had Allison Hayden on yesterday, another person that's running for office who is a proud supporter of QAnon. So this is, this is a, this is, this movement is spreading everywhere and more and more people are coming out, which is great. But the reporter asked Trump the question about QAnon. Let's see what happens. And I'm going to see you guys on the other side of the intro. Congratulated Marjorie, Marjorie Taylor Greene in a tweet. You called her a future Republican star. Um, Greene has been a proponent of the QAnon conspiracy theory. Uh, she said it's something that should be would be worth listening to. Um, do you agree with her on that? Well, she did very well in the election. She won by a lot. She was very popular. Uh, she comes from a great state. And she uh, had a tremendous victory. So absolutely, I did congratulate her. Please, go ahead. We have QAnon and her decision to embrace that conspiracy theory. Do you agree with her on that? That was the question. Go ahead, Welcome to the Great Awakening. Thanks for tuning in to the land of the real. But it's like the twilight zone. The plan is surreal. It'll blow your mind when the plan is revealed. Talk to light all the plans they conceal. Grab your flashlight, it's time to go down the rabbit hole. It's dark and hell is hot, dealing with satanic souls. The tide is turning, patriots and now in control. Apply aggressive pressure right now until they fold, stay woke. Open up guys and keep them healed. All they do is lie, realize how everything is real. Through project looking glass, the future is revealed. 
future proves past, but there won't be any deals. Whoa, society's fam, you know it's time to go. Grab your popcorn, sit back now, enjoy the show. Severe and non on the mic, so come on, enjoy the flow. The wave is rising and you know it's only gonna grow. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it. We're going to play it again. I cannot wait to do this episode. It's going to be a quick hitter on this Saturday, but there's going to be so much packed information in here for everybody. I cannot wait. And if you guys didn't catch my interview with Allison Hayden, please go watch it. Um, there were some uh, internet troubles on, uh, and it messed up some of the connection with the audio, but there's plenty of good talking points in there for you guys to listen to. And again, if you guys are out in California, Get out there and vote for Allison Hayden. She's taking on Eric Swalwell. Proud supporter of Q and her platform is something we could all get behind. I can't vote for her because I don't live there, but I'm imploring anybody that is listening to me in California District 15, get your asses out there and go vote for that woman because we need to flip California red because I've given up on New York at this point. Okay, so I'm going to play the video again, guys. So again, this is by methods here. A woman asked Trump, do you... Are you, why are you endorsing Marjorie Greene? And do you, are you, do you uh, believe in this conspiracy theory called QAnon? I'm going to play the video again. They're going to talk about it. Take a watch one more time. Congratulations, Marjorie, Marjorie Taylor Greene in a tweet. You called our future Republican star. Um, Greene has been a proponent of the QAnon conspiracy theory. Uh, she said it's something that should be, would be worth listening to. Um, do you agree with her on that? Well, she did very well in the election. She won by a lot. She was very popular. Uh, she comes from a great state, and she uh, had a tremendous victory. So absolutely, I did congratulate her. Please, go ahead. So Trump does not, at first, acknowledge the question about QAnon, but he does acknowledge that he was a big uh, big fan of Marjorie Taylor, or Marjorie Green here. And the reporter tries to slip in the QAnon question again. Listen. Yeah, QAnon go and ahead, her decision please. to embrace that, that conspiracy theory. Do you agree with her on that? that was- she said Marjorie embraces the QAnon theory. Do you agree with that? And Trump goes right to the next question, next to the next reporter. Now, me and a bunch of other friends were all watching this happen live. We were freaking out at first, especially me at first, because I thought, is this, is this, the, is, is the, are they asking this question now? We've all been waiting for the question to be asked to the president. What are your views on QAnon? What do you believe about this? Do you, do you acknowledge them? Do you, uh, do do you, uh, Will you cast them down like he has done with Antifa? Same kind of same kind of thinking, and I was I was like, holy crap! What she, a reporter actually asked Trump about QAnon, and it really hasn't happened before. And Trump went right over that part and continued on the press conference, and this set the entire internet and mainstream media, the left's heads, completely on fire. And I told my friends as soon as this happened, there is going to be a plethora and. It's already been, I already covered in my last episode, guys, how much, how many hit pieces are coming out on QAnon right now. And it's even more than it ever has. Yesterday, I felt like top that because the Trump right now, and I'm going to put a lot of shills to bed here because so many people came out, especially on my Twitter and a lot of others saying Trump had the chance to acknowledge Q and our movement right then and there, but he didn't. He turned his back on us. And that's, that is the last, that didn't even cross my mind to be completely honest. Everybody say hi to my son. Um, And what I first thought of, you guys have to look at this as a whole big picture. What is this man currently trying to do right now? He is trying to get reelected. 
if Trump was to go and answer that reporter on QAnon and say, yes, I've heard about QAnon and he acknowledges it because he can't, if he, Trump could have simply said, I don't believe in Q or it's all, it's all conspiracy theories. It could, that could have wiped out the movement. He can do that at any moment. And don't think that we're so naive that he knows we're out here. There is a ton of support for him. And of course, he's going to use that to get reelected. Any one of us would. So you can say all the naysayers out there are saying Trump's just part of this and using the Q movement to uh, help him get reelected. Q was around way before this man was trying to get reelected. That's not what's going on here. But we can't be naive enough to think that, of course, he's got support. He's going to use the support to his advantage, obviously. But I don't think we're being taken advantage of. That's my personal opinion. That's how I feel about it. Some others don't. Some people are a lot more, you know, they don't, they don't think positive all the time like some of us do, which is totally fine. But my whole point is Trump couldn't go up there and say, yes, I believe in QAnon. I believe it has some validity. He would get destroyed. And right now he is trying to get reelected because he knows how much is at stake right now. And to me personally, people that were asking me about this all day yesterday, I personally don't feel like this was the time for the, to, to have Trump answer questions on Q. But the fact that this happened yesterday is huge. It's absolutely huge because the no response, the ignoring of the question triggered what exactly me and many others in this movement thought was going to happen. It's going to prod the mainstream media now because now that he didn't answer questions on it, the media is now going to prod Trump more on QAnon. They're going to. I have examples of it. There's four, about five hit pieces that were put on just on this article alone yesterday. And I'll show you right here. This is what I call the 5D chess master. And I have two of them on my Twitter and some other examples here. This was right after the press conference. The Hill, Trump dodges question about whether he backs GOP candidates' belief in QAnon. Axios, Trump refuses to answer question on whether he supports QAnon conspiracy theory. And it didn't stop there. This is one from Jordan Sather on an, the same Axios one. Trump refuses answer to answer refuses to answer question whether he supports QAnon conspiracy theory. And he says, world record for fastest article ever written. And they were written pretty fast. Daily Beast, Bill Mitchell, Trump, psycho fan, prominent supporter of the QAnon conspiracy theory, was permanently suspended from Twitter for previously trying to evade bans. That's all, that's, this one's a little bit of a different story. But the whole point of bringing this up is that there were so many articles written within hours. Within hours of Trump not ignoring the ignoring the question about QAnon, and I am a little bit worried about about where this is going. I'm worried. If you guys didn't watch uh, Red Pill's interview yesterday with the uh, defectors from uh, Steinlarp's uh, team, I'm not going to talk about Steinlarp. The whole point of me bringing this whole entire message up is that the information that was brought out on Red Pill's show yesterday about. Steinlarp and what his vision was and what he was trying to do was muddying the the making pretty much a his own cult and getting Q involved with it. And for me, and I saw it coming, I thought they were going to hijack this and the mainstream media was going to hone in on Steinlarp and his group of people and and paint this whole entire movement based on some idiot and some whack job. And the mainstream media was going to hone in on this and use it against the president. And I think we are starting to see the beginning of this. But the crazy thing with all this that I saw yesterday was this stat right here. This is from the Bias News. 
Following Trump being asked about it this afternoon, QAnon popularity across the web has now surpassed the previous record set last month per Google Trends. And this is for the entire web, ladies and gentlemen. I want you guys to realize how massive this is. It was August 14th yesterday, and the search traffic broke a record, broke last month's record, which was a record already, that are searching QAnon, that are searching QAnon and what it is, and it broke a record already, and it already surpassed last month's, and we're only, we're only at August 15th now. I've been, people have been asking me why Q's been so silent lately. I believe Q does not need to be dropping right now. What do they need to drop right now? Everything's out. Everything's coming out right now. And the next story we're going to talk about with Durham's first indictment, I think everything is set up and now we are seeing it play out now. What we have all been waiting for. Now is the time to watch the movie. We have been getting, we've been going through this as slowly as possible and we've all been patient. And on top of Twitter cracking down on QAnon, I believe that has a lot to do with why Q is not posting right now, but that's fine. It's totally fine. Q will always be remembered as a huge part of this, but now I feel like they've done a lot of their job to wake the uh, the world and the country up, and now we're at the point where this investigation's coming to an end, and the people are going to find the truth, and the rest of this is in, the, in, in, in Barr, Durham, Trump's team. It's in their hands, and now it just has to be delivered to the people, and then we'll go from there. That's where I'm thinking this is going. And QAnon, again, has just been a, it's been a big part of this, but now... I feel like we're getting to that point where they they might not they might not be needed as much as we thought we would need them right now. And they can stick around for as long as they want. I'm not the gatekeeper for QAnon. They can do whatever the hell they want. I've always been a supporter of this whole entire message um, since I started learning about them and getting into Q Team and all this stuff. So it just blows my mind though. It blows my mind after all the censorship and everything that we're going through right now that QAnon is being searched on such a level that it's it's unprecedented for anything, for anything. And people are asking, what is it? What is this about? And the attacks are coming at all sides and it's getting, it's, it's going to get worse from here. But the big, my whole entire point of bringing this up now, the media has dug themselves in a hole and Trump knows, knew where this was going. And he knew if he ignored the question, it's going to get, Get that fire lit under the mainstream media and they're going to poke and prod the bear and they're going to keep asking about them. And in the meantime, it's going to just draw more and more and more eyes to this whole entire, this whole entire situation. And it's going to wake people up and it already has. I'm seeing it play out now with uh, personal friends and family and it's crazy to see. It's really crazy to see, but I don't think this was the question that the reporter that we've all been waiting for. Um, I don't think this is the right time again because of the re-election. But Methods put it perfectly out here. This little gif. Meanwhile, the media is losing their minds over <laughs> Q. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. 
And for the people on the podcast, what we're watching here now is a kid that's swinging on a swing and behind them is a bunch of adults watching houses and department stores being burned down and everything's good on our side. And it's a perfect depiction of what my attitude was yesterday with Twitter and even some of my friends and family freaking out about this because they see QAnon everywhere and they just cannot believe that's getting this stupid conspiracy theory just won't go away. Watching their heads explode I felt like the entire Twitter sphere, everything was on fire. And everyone that ourselves, our friends, everyone in this movement, we're just sitting here just like this, just chilling out, enjoying the show, watching everyone's realities burn in front of them. And just saying like, hey, we've been trying to tell you guys. And here we are. Here we are. So I thought it was just perfect to throw that in there. So also in that same press conference, we got news yesterday that the first indictment was being handed out. And Barr said, Barr said, I reported on this. Barr said that the next time we would be hearing news on this would be the next day, which was yesterday. And it wouldn't be earth shattering, but it would be showing developments of where he thinks the case is going. And he's pleased with where the case is going. So what did we hear yesterday? Well, first person I saw here Report this was Technofog here from the New York Times. Former FBI lawyer Kevin Kleinsmith expected to plead guilty to altering Carter Page evidence to support FISA warrant. We have, ladies and gentlemen, the first indictment into Spygate. And Kleinsmith, if you haven't been following the case, this is, to me, this is no, this is no small guy. Obviously, it's not Comey, Obama, it's not, th- but this person... For Barr to say this isn't earth-shattering, but then realizing who, who was getting the indictment. First of all, Kevin Kleinsmith was the one that did the Viva La Resistance. Uh, either it was a text message or an article. And Q was on top of this too, and I'm going to show you the drop in just a moment. But this lawyer here took a plea deal. He took a plea deal, and he's getting nailed with one, one charge, apparently. One charge for pleading guilty to altering evidence and altering Carter, yeah, Carter Page evidence to support the FISA warrant. And the this entire FISA thing was built on this lie. This is where it started. But Kleinsmith here took a plea deal. And usually when people take plea deals, they're usually ratting the others out. And the next questions you have to ask is, who gave the order for Kleinsmith to do this? It's going to lead directly back to James Comey. There is no doubt now that this is going to happen. No doubt. And James Comey is usually on Twitter tweeting his little ass off. When when news breaks, he throws out his distractions. He trashes Trump. He has been silent for a long time. Hasn't said a word. And from the president... What does he do when he comes out for this news conference? The very first thing he talks about, the same press conference where the, the, the woman asked about QAnon, he comes out guns a-blazing. We have some very interesting news. Uh, Kevin Kleinsmith, a corrupt FBI attorney who falsified Pfizer warrants in James Comey's very corrupt FBI is expected to plead guilty. You probably heard that. It just came out. Uh, So that's just the beginning, I would imagine, because what happened should never happen again. So 
he is uh, pleading guilty. Terrible thing. Terrible thing. <laughs> the fact is, they spied on my campaign and they got caught. Yes, they did. And this is the great thing about Trump. He always, what he wants you to hear is what he wants you to hear. And he, the, this, he didn't, he said, hey, everybody, you know, he came out and this was the very first thing out of his mouth was this case and Klein Smith pleading guilty. And he made sure he got that out there first. And none of these reporters, not one of them, asked about Klein Smith and what this means for the investigation with Durham. Literally nothing. Nothing. And we saw yesterday on Twitter, if you're not on Twitter, you guys need to get on Twitter. This is where the battlefield is. This is where all the information's happening. Get on Twitter. You, we were seeing people trying to still trash Trump and defend Klein Smith. Still saying that Flynn's a huge liar. Still going along with all this. And it just blows my mind. But we should all be encouraged with where this is going. We now have an indictment. He pled guilty. He took a plea deal. Who did he throw under the bus? This all ends up going to Comey, and then it's going to go from there. Be very excited, ladies and gentlemen. And I want to show you guys this Q drop in, regard, in regards to Kevin Kleinsmith. I don't know what Q drop it is. It's cut out here, but this is from Julian's Rum. From June 19th of 2018, D-Class LP says, Viva La Resistance, Viva vs. Vivi. JC in the hip in the kill, kill box. Why classified by in, Intel Com at highest level? Defined title, defined role with Mueller. Exchange shelters, very senior member. And underneath this it was a retweet of Sean Davis. Who is Kevin Kleinsmith? Who is expected to plead guilty to fabricating evidence used to justify illegal spy warrants against Trump? He's the FBI attorney who texted Viva La Resistance days after the 2016 election. And this goes to the Federalist article talking about that same exact thing. And what do we have here? Q was talking about this back in June 20, June 19th of 2018. And let me just go to that date here, actually. Let me see when this article was written. August 14th, 2020. And Q said this would be significant back again in June of 20, June 19th, 2018. <laughs> they didn't say he would be the first, but dear Lord, dear Lord. It just blows my mind. It absolutely blows my mind. So with all this information coming about Kleinsmith, we have Catherine Heritage dropping bombs here because we all know the whole point of bringing this up is this is going to lead back up to Comey and that's where it's going to go after this. It has to. There's nowhere else. There's going to be maybe other little players now besides Klein Smith that might get caught up in the uh, original stages of this, but eventually this is going to go back under Comey and we have some amazing, amazing sound clips to hear what Comey had to say back in the day while this was going on. Catherine Heritage here. In Kleinsmith docs, page one, Durham says FBI opened a Foreign Agents Registration Act case called Hurricane Cross, uh, Crossfire Hurricane. July 31st, 2016, FARA, which is the Foreign Agents Registration Act, is criminal. But when Comey disclosed the probe's existence in 2017, he emphasized, this is what he called it, counterintelligence nature to gather this info. And here's the clip. I have been authorized by the Department of Justice to confirm that the FBI, as part of our counterintelligence mission, 
is investigating the Russian government's efforts to interfere in the 2016 presidential election. And that includes investigating the nature of any links between individuals associated with the Trump campaign and the Russian government, and whether there was any coordination between the campaign and Russia's efforts. As with any counterintelligence investigation, this will also include an assessment of whether any crimes were committed. Because it is an open, ongoing investigation and is classified, I cannot say more about what we are doing and whose conduct we are examining. Now, the big part with all this is it's the dates. <clears throat> the dates are the most important thing out of all this. This was said, I believe, when Comey disclosed the probe's existence in 2017, he emphasized its counterintelligence. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the notes. It's in public record. It's out there. I've reported on this. As of January 2017, the FBI knew that this whole entire thing was ridiculous and it was based on a lie. They, the FBI wanted to drop the case against Flynn. This entire thing was over. And here we are. Comey struck all of them, pushed this case forward. Anyways, knowing what we know now, they knew it was false and they still pushed it anyways. And that wasn't the only clip that I have here. My boy Methods again, he's always on the, he's the clip master. This one came out today. He said that, well, this aged poorly. Let's listen to Comey lie his ass off one more time. Did you have total confidence in the dossier when you used it to secure a surveillance warrant and also in the subsequent renewals? The lady asked, did you have confidence in the dossier and the subsequent renewals of that dossier to get the warrants? I have total confidence that the FISA process was followed and that the entire case was handled in a thoughtful, responsible way by DOJ and the FBI. I think the notion that FISA was abused here is nonsense. He straight up said the thought that FISA was abused is nonsense. 17 errors and omissions in the FISA for the FISA warrants to the point where the FISA court literally does not trust a single thing of the FBI right now. Completely destroy that trust because of this man. And this man's saying back then that he says it's nonsense that this uh, was abused or used as a political weapon and justice being politicized as a political weapon. Ladies and gentlemen, this is where it's going. This is where it's going. And I just want to remind everyone, Barr said again, this, this first one would not be earth-shattering. If he considers this as non-earth-shattering, then what does that tell you about the future indictments? I'm not trying to get everyone's hopes to a super high high level here, but if I honestly didn't believe that's where it's going, I wouldn't be saying it right now. I don't, I'm not trying to get anyone's... I'm not here for clickbait. I'm not here for any of that stuff. I'm just telling you how I feel about it. And Barr seems like he's legit. I trust him. And for him to go and say that, that Klein's, Klein's, uh, whatever, what's his name again? Klein, yeah. Where is he here? Klein Smith. If he doesn't think Klein Smith is the guy that's earth shattering, I can't wait to see what Barr considers earth shattering. And it's going to be absolutely Fantastic. So, some other things to report on here. Everyone was still talking about Kamala Harris and uh, Joe Biden here. 
they I had another news conference, which is, we're going to get into a minute here, but I found this really funny clip here because I was talking about this on the channel a couple days ago. I watched the Democratic um, debates when they were going on, and Kamala Harris was absolutely trashing Joe Biden, calling him a racist, and all these other terrible things, right? And now all of a sudden, they're buddy buddy, and they're up, and they're up. That's that's Joe Biden's pick for uh, VP right now, right? So Benny out here on Twitter, I got this video here. It says Kamala Harris basically accused Joe Biden of being a racist during the debates, and her only defense was it was a debate. This video, guys, is cringeworthy, so just prepare yourselves. So did you ever think he was racist and knowingly falsely accusing him of being one, or are you just now okay with him being on the ticket with a racist? Watch what she says and watch the deflection. It's it's really cringe. And her face, I, I just can't stand her face in general. But take a watch. Because in those debates, you landed haymakers on Joe Biden. I mean, they were, his teeth were like chiclets all over the stage. And now I believe you that you're fully supportive of him. How does that transition happen? How do you go from being such a passionate opponent on such bedrock principles for you? And, and now you guys seem to be pals. It was a debate. <laughs> Not everybody landed punches like you did, though. It was a debate. <laughs> so you don't mean it. It was a debate that the whole reason, literally, it was a debate. It was called a debate. Everyone I understand. Traveled to the debate. There were journalists there covering the debate where there would be a debate. Ugh. Ugh. She completely ignored the question. And it was just, it was just cringeworthy because she knows you can't, she can't answer the question because we know what the truth is. We're not, this is politics being played out in front of us. We know what's going on. We know why she's there. She's there to literally to try to win the election and turn this country inside out and bring in socialism uh, into warp speed into this country. That's what it's about. That's how close we are to this. We're literally, there's a president that wants America first. And then we have a socialist here because Joe Biden is pretty much a shell. He's taking orders from everybody. But that was a question I had from the get-go. I watched the Democratic debates. I saw how much hatred and just anger she had towards Joe Biden. She said some really crazy hard things to him. And now all of a sudden, oh, hey, hey, Kamala, we're just going, you're going to be my VP. And everyone's happy and laughing. And our wives now and our husbands were all hanging out with each other and all this other garbage. And he asked a legit question. He's like, I know it was a debate. I know, but you still said these things. But it was a debate. It was a debate. So are, are you being real? Or like no one knows how you really feel. And then we know the answer to this. We know the answer. And it got worse from uh, it got worse yesterday. From RNC research, Biden staffers rush the press out of the room before Joe Biden can answer any questions. And this is what I'm saying. Joe is not going for the presidency. You can see it here that their PR team does not want any any reporters to ask Joe any questions because all it is is damage control. Watch how sad this is. Thank Senator, you. Come on, guys. Senator. Thank Senator, you guys. Senator, come on, come on, let's go. Come on, thank you. Come on, guys. Thank you. Come on, guys. Thank let's you. get the five people out of there. Okay, come on. Let's get the five people out there that are reporting on Joe Biden and Kamala Harris here. Let's get them out. Can't have anyone ask any questions. 
As soon as it was done, Kamala looked down. Joe Biden's pretending to write something. He probably doesn't even know where he is at that point. And you have the PR team up there, whoever, wherever they're at. And they're literally saying, okay, guys, let's go. Let's go. Get out. Get out. Get out. (laughs) It just blows my mind. It blows my mind watching this. And something I want to point out to somebody that I saw this great tweet and something that deserves more research on this. This is a tidbit. You won't. This is why, guys, channels like mine and all these others, you got to you got to watch them. We are truly the news now. This is something that I didn't even think of. And some brilliant mind out there on Twitter thought of this. Randy Quaid. Has it occurred to anyone else that Biden chose Harris because of her law enforcement connections in the same jurisdiction his son Hunter lives in? He did sacrifice American relations with Ukraine to protect Hunter. That to me is worth a dig in itself. And maybe I'll do it um, next week, but I didn't realize that. Harris has connections to law enforcement in the same jurisdiction that Hunter Biden is in. Do you think that had anything to do with a smidge of why he chose her? Not because she's black or their their interests just align because they don't. Kamala Harris is so far left, way farther left than Joe Biden was. He's going, he's being towed by the party line, and we all know this. But we saw what he did in Ukraine. We saw Quid Pro Quid Pro Joe hold a billion dollar loan over Ukraine. So the prosecutor would stop looking at his son. We saw that. So would this really surprise you? Just thought that was really interesting. So in other news, something really crazy happened um, in in New York that actually surprised the hell out of me. Uh, The NYPD union endorses Trump. We need your strong voice across the country. And right now, the NYPD has never had any backing from the mayor, from the uh, from the mayor or the governor. They have been completely left to deal with the problems themselves of Black Lives Matter and one in, in the the busiest city in the in, in the country, maybe even the world, not anymore. But they are now giving their complete endorsement to Trump. And look, I'm going to play the video in just a moment. But this is this is from the New York Post. The New York City Police Benevolent Association personally endorsed President Trump on Friday night for the next election as the commander in chief leans into his law and order platform. The Post exclusively reported earlier Friday that the PBA planned to back him amid the city's increase in crime and clashes with protesters. I cannot remember when we've ever endorsed the president of the United States until now. That's how important this is, said Pat Lynch, the combative PBA president at an event with Trump and his Bedminster Club Friday evening. Now, this is the video here. The only thing about this video is the people with the phones in front of the guy's face. It's nothing I can do about it, but just watch because the message is absolutely important. And it's really cool to see this. This is when they, uh, they announced the uh, endorsement. I have 36 years on this job, 21 as the president of this fine organization. I cannot remember when we've ever endorsed for the office of president of the United States until now. That's how important this is. Mr. President... Mr. President, we're fighting for our lives out there. We don't want this to spread to the rest of the country. We need your strong voice across the country to say we have the support of law enforcement across this country. Now, many times people say that a union like ours, law enforcement groups, give endorsements. Not in the New York City PBA, sir. In the New York City PBA, Mr. President, 
You earned the endorsement, and you've earned this endorsement. I'm proud to give it. And it's true. I've lived in New York my whole life. Don't live in the city, but everyone, if you live in New York, you pretty much know what's going on in the city at all times because the city controls everything in this, in this godforsaken state, um, what it's become. But the, the NYPD gave Trump the endorsement, and that, it's unprecedented. It doesn't happen. This shows you the times that we're living in right now because for the NYPD to come out and do this and show support of the president means there is no trust in the leadership in New York City at all. And it's so apparent because there are hundreds and thousands of people moving out of the city right now. And in my area alone, there's people buying up houses everywhere right now. Families are getting the F out of there. And reasonably so. It's a cesspool of nothing but corruption and socialism on the streets. And the governor and the mayor are letting it run rampant, just like all, just like Portland, just like they were on Washington, Chicago. They're all doing the same exact thing. They're all doing it. So huge news for that to come out. And just to stay on the side of law and order here, I just want to throw this in there as well from Catherine Herridge. Um, there was docs that were documents that were dropped yesterday showing 215 federal riot cases charged as of August 14th. 215 federal riot cases, ladies and gentlemen. These are the same people that Jerry Nadler said is a myth. They include arson, destruction of federal property, assaulting a federal law enforcement officer, assaulting U.S. Marshal, attempt to burn down a police precinct, disorderly conduct, and telephonic threats, conspiracy to commit burglary, and others. And all the documents are here. So we can just put to bed now that this entire thing, these are peaceful protesters. It's all horse shit. And we all know this. So let's move on here to something else I saw yesterday because this scared me personally. X-22 report. He put this out yesterday and this absolutely blows my mind. Of all the people that um, that do this, the same line of work that we're all doing, X-22 is on the top of the list. His show should be winning awards. It should be on TV, like cable TV. His show should be everywhere. To me, it's it's what we should all achieve to be, as clean and as professional as he does it. And he gets a notification from YouTube yesterday about one of his most recent episodes. And I know a lot of people that listen to me probably listen to X-22 Report. He is one of the few channels that I still listen to now. He gets this email from YouTube. Our team has reviewed your content, and unfortunately, this is what kills me. We think it violates our community guidelines. We've removed the following content from YouTube. It's not a, you did violate, we know you violated. No, it's, we think. This is the language they're using, and Dave said, read this. YouTube is not sure if my content violates their guidelines, so they're just going to slap me with a strike anyways. And this is very, very concerning to me because if X-22 goes down, I don't, I don't think the rest of us stand a chance. And I hope this isn't where it's going. But again, guys, this is why my backup platforms, I'm building the platform up on build, uh, pill.net where they're going to be hosting my live streams and many other things where, they can't, where we can't be touched, an impenetrable castle over there. Go to my backup channels immediately. I just saw that and it scared the crap out of me. So last thing on the docket today, 
are these UFO articles and the October surprise and what this is. So real quick, anyone that has been paying attention, I have been seeing these same stupid pictures of the same UFO that I believe is one of ours in the first place, but it's all going back to the Tom DeLong, um, Tom DeLong thing, UFO with uh, John Podesta and to the stars Academy and all this, all these gatekeeper UFO stories. This to me is all distractions and it's popping up more and more and more, especially it came up more yesterday because anytime that Spygate stuff comes out, we see, we see all these crazy stories. And the UFO one is being really pushed. But what does this have to do with what I was saying before as far as the October surprise? Well, Dr. Michael Sala here over on XO News was talking about this and he labeled his, his article as Donald Trump's October surprise. So what is this? In a recent article on Medium.com writer Bryce Zabel poses the question, what would Trump do if he looked like he was going to lose to Joe Biden in the election? Well, UFOs have become a popular and legitimate subject for news coverage lately. Zabel believes that Trump might just play the wildest card in all of human history by telling America everything he knows about UFOs, top secret government research programs, and the presence of extraterrestrial life on Earth in a wild, last-minute attempt to deflect, distract, and scare enough people to win the election. We all know that Donald Trump is crazy enough to do it. Now remember, guys, I don't agree with everything that this article says. Just bear with me. We know that Trump is a master disruptor who, who cares not one bit for traditional political rules, and we know that he's a showman who knows how to play the press. Every time he's mentioned the subject of UFOs, he's made headlines. Zabal speculates that the president might decide to let the cat out of the bag right in the middle of the final debate on October 22nd. But the key phrase here is Trump telling everything he knows about UFOs and extraterrestrial presence. What does Trump know? He's hinted that he knows some things about Roswell that he found very interesting. That's in quotes. It is highly doubtful, however, that the government's intelligence agencies would tell Donald Trump or any other president much of anything about their greatest intelligence secret. After all, presidents come and go. The military-industrial complex is dug in like a tick. And that is something we're going to talk about in later episodes. Disclosure of the extraterrestrial presence would be a massively disruptive, potentially world-changing moment. Could this result in Trump winning over voters to reelect him as president for a second term? Now, I'm only bringing this up here is because I do believe Donald Trump knows a lot more than most presidents have about um, advanced technologies UFOs in general, we saw him and his son, Don Jr., talk about um, Roswell um, and Trump never again. He never dismissed it or said it's ridiculous. He entertained it for a little bit. And I still think everyone always forgets that Donald Trump's uh, uncle had ties to uh, Nikola Tesla and everything that Nikola Tesla was doing. But as far as the whole entire October surprise, Trump's going to pull out a card the UFO card to save his reelection. I, I'm not buying that at all. I'm not buying it, but I'm seeing this get asked of me all over the place. Is Donald Trump going to drop the UFO card? I don't think so, but if he were to bring up anything in regards to UFOs, I don't think it has anything to do with him worrying about getting reelected. I think Trump loves to be in the spotlight and wants to be the greatest president of all time. And he would be, would it surprise you him wanting to be the first one to bring about UFO disclosure? Not one bit. Not one bit. So I just thought that was an interesting article to bring up. And last thing we're going to talk about today is this uh, little tweet here from Disclosure Backpack. Because this is where I was getting worried about what I was seeing with what Austin Steinlarp was trying to do and where I believe the media is now going to take 
going to take this movement to and to, to try to completely snuff us out and destroy us and paint us as these violent anti-Semitic people. Q encourages research and okay, now I'll read Julian's rums first. So this was a retweet disclosure backpack retweeted Julian's rum. And Julian's rum wrote, one of the main reasons for the Q back channel is to prevent violence. Trump and his allies knew how lost and frustrated patriots would feel with zero visibility into the slow process of justice. The angst would inevitably boil over into violence, but it hasn't, thanks to Q. And this is what Disclosure Backpack wrote in regards to that retweet. Q encourages research and discourages violence, and we always have. Violence is never, ever encouraged on this channel, and it never will be. We are not about violence. The fact that hit pieces must resort to misleadingly use the comment pizza pizza shooter happened before Q existed and people love to tie Q into all that with comment pizza had nothing to do with Q at all. Literally nothing. And the German synagogue shooter, no link to Q as examples of QAnon violence shows how frosty Patriots have stayed. And I think that's an excellent, excellent point because imagine ladies and gentlemen, if we did not know we have this apparatus, this intelligence back channel apparatus that we call QAnon on a right now, Imagine if we didn't have anyone helping us to guide us through this, these muddy waters, definitely in the beginning, but more now than ever. That is why I'm saying Q is going to be remembered as a big part of this, but I think in the overall endgame, they are just a small piece to this gigantic puzzle that our human race is about to take on. And I think we're just starting now. And again, they want to paint us as violent people, Having this back channel of explaining to us what's going on has definitely given a millions of people ease, somewhat ease, and have prevented people from crossing that line into violence because that is certainly not what I know of anyone that follows this movement, and I talk to a ton of people in this movement on a daily basis. None of them are violent. We are all just Americans that love this country and want the best for our country, and supposedly to the mainstream media, the liberal agenda, the socialist agenda that's out there wants to destroy that and snuff us out. And we're not going to let them do it. We're not going to let them do it. November 3rd is coming right around the corner. So thank you guys for joining me today. It's been a crazy week. Much, much better week than it was last week. And uh, yeah, we're only midway through August. We got a few more weeks to go, ladies and gentlemen. And um, I'm just thankful I'm here for another day on on these platforms doing this. So go check out my YouTube. Go like, share. That's not my channel. This is my channel. Go like, share, and subscribe. Ladies and gentlemen, we're at 98.9. I am, that's probably at 99,000 now. I am 1,000 subscribers away from hitting 100,000. Please tell your friends and family about this channel. I'm going to hit it by the end of the month, but as fast as I can, I would like to hit that goal. It would be a huge huge milestone for me so go like share subscribe tell your friends and family where are the news now tech check out my patreon for all my diehard fans i do a monday night live stream private stream just for them and um and you get a follow back for me on twitter so go check out those uh those tiers you can donate a dollar guys it doesn't have to be the tiers it'd be a dollar two dollars twelve dollars seventeen dollars it doesn't matter you guys can go there and be a sponsor of the show and of course go check out my shop i have so much cool woke and q swag there i got the hoodies to fund the media stay woke obamagate i got cups uh cups mugs uh, polar camels we have so many things we have glassware we have t-shirts we have v-necks and a ton of hats more and more hats and we're going to be having more and more uh products come out as the days and weeks and months go on 
and all that good stuff. So check it out, guys, on your way out. Go check out the store. And remember, you're supporting two local businesses when you buy products from my store. And it's it's really helping out a lot in these hard times that we're in right now. So check it out. Give the uh, episode a like. I'll see you guys on Monday for my patrons. And for everyone else, I'll see you on Tuesday night for my for my weekly live stream. And until then, guys, stay safe, stay warm, and stay woke.